Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am joined, it's becoming a, a, a Thursday routine, uh, by uh, Scott Lizakowski, uh, Head of Canadian Equities at Phillips Hager & North in, uh, in Vancouver. Scott, welcome. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me back. I, uh, if we do this every week, I might run out of intelligent things to say. Well, no, and that's why we've uh, we've we've got you back because per particularly for this issue because I know you uh, and and I know you're very modest, but uh, I I know from spending a lot of time with you uh, over the years and and just talking about random issues in the market uh, that you're a uh, you're a deep thinker on some of these issues and in, in terms of uh, of thinking of the broader implications of things we're seeing in the structure of indices, uh, the way you're seeing different trades go through. Uh, different things that are moving around the market. And so uh, we got to touch on it with uh, Stu Kedwell on Tuesdays uh, a couple of days ago on, on the pod. Uh, I, uh, but but we, we didn't get into to, to, to any depth. And of course, the, the stories move forward. And, and that's what's going on uh, with this uh, these Reddit blogs and uh, GameStop, AMC. We could go down a, a, a list of different stocks and some of the incredible moves. Uh, that we're that we're seeing, uh, and 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 not to get into cert that's certainly not what you do, and it it's uh, you know it's, it's pure speculation, even gambling. So it, it's not anything that we we recommend to people who are listening to this podcast, which is targeted at investors, and those are those are very different things. But when what what, what do you what do you just just big picture? What 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 are some of the things you're thinking about when you watch this crazy activity happening? Uh, in a handful of stocks uh, led by bloggers. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right, Dave. It certainly has been quite the week, and um, and you know, sort of wrap, trying to wrap our heads around uh, some of these movements is is uh, quite spectacular. Um, I guess the way it sort of affects us is uh, try, try to bring it back to sort of how we think about things in our process. I guess you know, aside from pr providing some. Uh, Pretty interesting entertainment value. There, there are some pretty real implications here, and I guess, yeah, you know, maybe sort of thinking bigger picture is that you know thinking about uh, a broadening set of market participants. You know, this this is an evolution that's been taking place for a number of years. Um, you know, if you think back over history, uh, the stock markets were mostly you know institutional participants, pension funds, and then you know as as sort of uh, finance uh, evolved, it got more more involved, and I think. You know the the introduction of CNBC and day trading. You know what really took hold in the in during the early two thousands in the dot com sort of era, and we've continued to sort of evolve the the participation in, in the stock market. And you know a couple of the bigger drivers recently would be um, you know removal of trading fees on some of these trading platforms, and the introduction of, of fractionalized share ownership, which was. You know, a really, really sort of opened up the floodgates and, and, and really broadening out the participation of, of the stock market. Um, and then, of course, you know, we're in an area of pretty cheap capital and, and lots of liquidity in the markets. And so that's a that's a pretty potent combination uh, from what we've learned. And then if you add to that, um, you know, continued advancements in the Internet and people at home with with nothing uh, to do. <laughs> so that sort of led to some pretty interesting activity uh, culminating with this week's events. Um, so while it doesn't really affect us directly, you know, th these are some nichier stocks and some pretty narrow parts of the market that we're not, you know, directly involved in at all. It does sort of, you know, bring a couple things to our attention. 
And a couple of things, you know, when we think about our fundamental research process, we, we lean a lot on scenario analysis. And so when that speculative behavior comes into the market, you know, the one thing that we can sort of lean on is, you know, the, the price discovery that's happening in the market where a stock is trading at any given point in time. We understand through our through our research, you know, what the fundamental drivers of that business are and and what is the current share price implying in terms of, you know, the outcome for that business. And do we think that's likely or not? So, you know, that's a really important aspect of our process. And, and when we're buying stocks and we're selling stocks or when we're choosing not to own stocks, when they're discounting prices that we think are are unreasonable. The second concept that it makes me think about is this this idea of um, you know who is on the other side of the trade. You know, anytime you're buying or selling a stock, there is a there is somebody on the other side. And you know, typically we would ask that question in the context of another institutional investor. You know, what are, what is somebody selling us that stock? What's their view of the company? What are we missing? You know, it's this idea of uh, intellectual honesty and curiosity and humility of it. We don't know everything. And um, the person who's selling that stock has a different view than us. And, and so what could we be missing and how could we be wrong? So we add to that, you know, who's on the other side of the trade? It's not just institutional investors anymore. We've, we've broadened uh, from a, a chat room or a stock board um, or it could be a uh, part of an options uh, trade where the participation of financial markets and the people on the other side might be uh, a speculator caught up in some of this fervent activity. The options counterparty is hedging some of their exposure. So there's a number of different participants in the market. So understanding who's on the other side of the trade, it might not be, we might not be disagreeing on purely fundamental reasons. There could be other aspects. As yeah, and and uh, I I guess this is uh, this is something uh, you know you've been in the business for uh, for for a long time now, and uh, but you're still a, still a young man, so you you sort of you sort of sit in that uh, in in that zone where you uh, you've got a good feel for what some of the uh, some of these younger folks are doing, uh, along with having that uh, that that deep experience in 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 the business. Uh, is is this a is this ultimately a good sign? This is this is a, a more, an even greater democratization uh, of markets, and uh, is it is does it create even more efficiency in markets? Ultimately, maybe not specifically in some of these examples, but more broadly, does it create a more efficient market, which is ultimately good for everyone? Yeah, it's a good good question and you know you're acknowledging i'm a i'm a young man but i feel like markets uh, like this age me rapidly um I, I would say directionally it's a it's a good thing increasing participation in in financial markets is a good thing it, i think the danger is is in sort of how people are accessing the market and and how they're expressing some of their interest in the stock market i think it's an opportunity for us it's a challenge because it's a, it's a completely different cohort than i would say uh, the majority of our client base today, but I think uh, it's a challenge that we should be we should be more than happy to. Yeah, well, I I, I can tell you from uh, from from my seat and uh, and Scott, as as you know, and and perhaps the listeners don't, uh, you know, my my passion, my whole career has been around the education of uh, of investors and advisors who ultimately give advice to to investors. Uh, and one thing is that this is a great opportunity and, and why we've, we've spent a couple of podcasts on it. Great opportunity for people to learn uh, about markets. But I also love the fact that out of this, and again, there's going to be winners and losers on this, just like the tech bubble back in the late 1990s. 
there, there were winners and there were some big losers. So that's, that's the downside to this. But the upside of having something like this all over the front pages of newspapers uh, all, all over the world today uh, is it brings more attention to markets and hopefully brings young people into investment markets to learn about them, to learn the right way to invest, and to start to build wealth earlier uh, so that they can benefit from, from what markets can deliver and what investing properly can do for you over the long haul. Yeah, that's right. Teaching people how to get rich slow. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, which, uh, which really is, is uh, we, you know, we would argue is the, is, is the right way to do it uh, as, as opposed to gambling. Although I bet, uh, I bet a couple of people that you would have something smart to say about this topic and I'm up. So I just won with a little bit of gambling. Scott, thanks. Uh, thanks again for joining us. I look forward to seeing you again in the near future. Thanks, Dave.